Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement project. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. We're here to help you get the jobs done. Before you pick up the hammer, before you pick up the saw, pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-666-3974. We've got lots of helpful tips coming your way this hour on the program, including some tips on how to get your yard ready right now. You know, a little pruning and trimming in that yard will save you tons of time come spring and even potentially protect your house from damage in a upcoming winter storm. We're going to tell you what you need to know in just a bit. And also ahead this hour, it's happened to you a ton of times, I am sure. Have you ever left a pen or a crayon or a lipstick uh, in your clothes? Well, I've never left a lipstick, I'll have you know. But, yeah, but I, I bet the missus has. A, I have missed a pen or two in the pilot's pocket. And let me tell you, you run these things through the wash and they get into the dryer and it is a giant disaster, not only for your clothes, but for the dryer itself. So we're going to tell you how to get rid of all those stains that happen in the dryer drum before you go ahead and wash any other clothes in there. And we're giving away a set of three rakes from our friends at Ames True Temper worth 50 bucks. That will certainly help you with your fall fix-up project. So let's get right to the phones. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Barbara in New York is looking to get some remodeling done. How can we help you? Yes, I'd like to know how to hire a contractor to do a complete renovation of my kitchen. I live in a New York City apartment that I own. Okay. Well, actually, I mean, it's good that you're calling us in advance because some people tend to not ask the right questions, not do enough research when it comes time to hire a pro, and they end up with, you know, a bad experience. And that's not the case we want you to have. So generally, what we would recommend is ask your friends, ask your neighbors, ask people that you are familiar with who've had home improvements, who they might recommend. But there's actually an online networking website called Angie's List, and it's A-N-G-I-E-S List, Angie's list. And what they do on this website is anybody who's ever used any type of service professional can go onto the website and write a review about this pro. So now you can look up different recommendations in your neighborhood for a contractor, for a painter, for anybody who does any sort of service contracting. And they're not allowed to go on and pad their review. It's sort of, it's very regimented to make sure that it truly is user friendly. And it gives you the best sort of advice as to who folks in your area would recommend as well. Well, that sounds wonderful. I've never heard of that before. It's a great service. Barbara, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now we're going to talk with Ron about the number one question we get here at the Money Pit, which is flooring. Welcome, Ron. Hey, I have a um, home that I've been in for 18 years, 
and uh, I've replaced all the flooring except for uh, my kitchen and breakfast nook, which has an old linoleum floor. Okay. And I had, a, I guess, a two-part question. One, I was wondering if I can put uh, the new type stick-on laminate floors that are out there. Can I put that right on top of my old linoleum floor? The second question would be, is also I've been considering ceramic tile. Can I stick it right on top of the linoleum floor? Um, the answer is yes and yes. The laminate floors... It's not going to stick, it's going to float. It floats, right. Exactly. It locks together. All of the types of laminates that are available today are sort of click and lock. They don't have to be glued together anymore, and they'll sit right on top of that existing vinyl floor. If you wanted to install a ceramic tile surface, you'd probably nail down like a tile backer to the vinyl, and then you'd go right over that. So one way or the other, you can go on top of that floor. You do not have to pick it up, Ron. Yeah, but Ron, you're, you know, with both, you're adding height to your floor situations. So you need to be concerned about any under counter appliances like a dishwasher that you would have that might be compromised in how it fits in to this situation with the new flooring. You don't want to certainly trap anything in place by adding this new floor and new thickness, and now you can't pull out the dishwasher if something breaks. So you need to take that into consideration as well. Yeah, I appreciate that because I hadn't t- taken that into consideration. Some of the other floors that I have, um, tile previously have cracked along with my foundation. They follow the lines of the foundation, so I was wondering if maybe having that type linoleum floor there would prevent the cracking that I've seen elsewhere. Well, you get the cracking uh, because there's movement in yeah. the subfloor underneath. So if the surface that you put the tile on before previously had a lot of movement to it or was uneven or unsteady, that's why you see the cracking. I think also you're going to find that the laminate floors today are extremely durable and much more comfortable underfoot than the ceramic tiles, too, Ron. And certainly an easier project to install than tile, I think. Great. Hey, I appreciate y'all's help today. You're welcome, Ron. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. If you are feeling the chill of this autumn season, pick up the phone and give us a call because we can help you stay nice and toasty as the weather starts to get really cold around here. Any time of day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 1-888-MONEY-PIT. That's the number to call. 888-666-3974. Up next, yard work in the winter? Absolutely. We're going to tell you what you can do in the coming weeks to prune down your spring workload by getting a jump on it right now. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a fall cleanup prize pack from Ames True Temper. You're going to get three different rakes designed for different kinds of raking around your house. It's a prize worth nearly 50 bucks. It's going to go to one caller that reaches us today at 888-MONEYPIT. And you must have a home improvement question when you pick up that phone. Well, with all those leaves falling around your yard, you're probably going to put those rakes right to use as soon as the winner receives them. And you might start thinking, all right, we're getting to the end of the autumn season. No more yard work. Winter's coming. I can put everything aside. That's not necessary 
necessarily true. You can actually do some yard work in the winter that's going to be a big benefit to your garden come spring and also cut back on one chore that you might have to do once the spring season does arrive. While we're in the winter months, which are coming, take this time to prune your fruit trees and any rose bushes that you have around your money pit's yard. You want to do this before you start to see any buds. You don't have to do it as soon as winter arrives. You can do it a little more into the season. You also want to remove any crossing canes. You want to thin out the branches and then finish the whole project by spraying the plants with dormant oil. This way, come springtime, you will have at least one yard chore checked off your honeydew list. And that's a good thing. Another thing that's good to do this time of year is to go outside and look up at those trees. If you spot any dead branches, please trim them away right now before they get snow and ice on them and come crashing down on your car or into your house. You know, my very first pickup truck, Leslie, was my first new car. And you know, the very first time you can buy a new car in your life, it's like the love of your life. Mm -hmm. Well, I had like a big old branch come and crush that thing down to a pancake in a bad storm once. And so it's always a good idea to uh, do as I say, not as I did back in those (laughs) days. This this is a tip you will follow for the rest of your life. (laughs) No, absolutely. I was pretty young when that happened. But you do want to go outside and look up and make sure you trim away any of those dead branches so they don't be become a a projectile in a severe winter storm. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. We're going to take a call from Dallas in Connecticut who's having an issue with a deck. What can we do for you? Yeah, I have a a problem with the deck. Unfortunately, I I stained it about roughly about a year ago. It seems that the rails held up pretty good, but most of the deck portion, um, a lot of it just either faded out or came off. And my concern is I would like to maybe do something over it. You have something that's not so labor-intensive as standing. Um, and if I, if I wanted to put a paint surface instead of staining again, what would I have to do? You're pretty much looking for the magic wand here, aren't you? <laughs> 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 you know, it is a lot of work, especially when you have a finish that goes on, Dallas, and does, and then comes right off again, because you can't put anything on top of a bad finish. If you do, it's going to continue to peel off. So if you want something that's going to work, and you've got a bad product on there now, you're going to have to strip it off. There's just no way around that, because you can't put good paint on bad paint. You, could put, you can't put good stain on bad stain. You have an adhesion issue that has to be addressed first before you can put the next layer on. Any particular type of stripper that you might recommend that, you know, is going to be safe to use? Well, there are a whole host of different products. Every manufacturer makes one. Um, If you're looking for something that's, you know, terrifically green, there's a website that you can go to. It's called greenbuildingsupply.com, and they have a bunch of green strippers that are sort of, you know, more natural in their materials that they use for the product. But, um, you know, you just want to make sure that you get rid of anything that's peeling up. If you go with a solid stain, you know, one that looks more like paint but it still sort of saturates the surface as a stain does um look for one that's sort of a mixture of an oil and a latex product so it's like a primer and a top coat all in one because that'll really help with the adhesion but you're going to notice you always get the most wear and tear obviously on the horizontal surfaces and the vertical surfaces are going to keep the stain much longer so make sure you follow the directions and you will get what the manufacturer promises as far as duration Oh, okay. Thank you so much, and have a pleasant day. You're welcome, you Dallas. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Going way out to Alaska to talk with Teresa about a leak. Tell us what's going on. Hi. Um, I have um, some water coming in in our basement, and it's it looks like it's just coming in through the cinder blocks. Um, we can't really pinpoint the exact location, 
but my question was, um, should we try to find the leak on the exterior of the house and try to reseal the cinder block area, or would applying dry lock to the interior walls be sufficient enough? It depends. Do you live in a houseboat? No. Well, then you really don't need to seal those walls. Yeah, you really want to work outside in. Yeah. What you want to do is take a look at the exterior foundation perimeter and look at the drainage conditions because obviously something is broken down in the drainage conditions. Most basements flood because of problems with the gutter system. Make sure your gutters are clean, they're free-flowing, they're not getting overwhelmed in a heavy rainstorm, and most importantly, look at those downspouts. If they're not discharging water at least four feet from the house foundation, you've got to extend them because that water will shoot down that pipe and just do a U-turn right back into the basement. And you also want to look at the grading around your house. You want to make sure that the soil is not sloping towards the foundation. You want it to slope away because any water that's going to collect there, you want it to move away from it, not sort of sit there or roll back towards the house. All right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Teresa. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Rich in Wisconsin needs some help with the foundation issue. Tell us about it. Hi. I got a house that we took over that had a, uh, like, built over. The guy was building it for four years, and uh, we bought it and then took over the, the whole phase of new construction. You're and a brave guy, in- Rich. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a pretty avid do-it-yourselfer, so it's the second or third house I've worked on. Okay. But uh, the problem was they built it into a hill, which isn't a problem. The problem is there's a lot of exposed foundation wall. It's got the two-inch uh, styrofoam, the pink styrofoam on it. Uh-huh. But there's not much I can do with it. With you know, besides I, I you know, I don't know, maybe scull it. There, there has been you know like some that ballast stone, but that stuff gets very expensive. Do you guys have any other ideas? You know what I'm thinking? What about the Owens Corning product? That's really nice stuff. Which, the stone? The stone, yeah. The synthetic stone. It's called um, Stone Veneer by Owens Corning. It's called Cultured Stone. And it can look like a river rock. It can look like pebble. It can look like um, ledge stone. It really is beautiful. It's completely synthetic. It's manufactured. It's very durable. It's lighter weight than the actual stone product itself easy to install, and it looks fantastic. And a lot less expensive than any natural stuff. That's that's why the synthetic is good to use in this situation. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where, where, uh, is, it, is it readily available, like, from any local, you know, like... Oh, the, God, they have the so... Tree? They have so many local vendors. If you go to their website, which is um, culturedstone.com, you can find there, you know, your local dealer and who that might be and then start looking at pricing. Time to step into the bathroom with Gabriella in New Jersey. So you're doing a renovation. How can we help? Yeah. Um, it's nice to talk to you. I like your show a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're saving up to, to do our bathroom in a couple months to start, hopefully. And um, what, I, what I'm wondering is, you know, we go into the, the stores, the Home Depot, the Lowe's, the Expos, and I see the beautiful things and the tubs that have the jets and what an investment it is you know, to get it started. Right. But in the end, like in, you know, maybe down the line, I don't know, 10 or, or 12, 15 years from now, like, I don't know, is it worth the, do you get kind of your money back? Does it add that much value to your home to splurge? Sure. There are certain home improvements that will give you a great return on investment and others that, that won't. And improving your bathroom or your kitchen really consistently over the years have given you the best ROI. Um, so you're going to get two benefits. First of all, you're going to get an improved or maintained home value. And secondly, you're going to have the psychic benefit of being able to use that for the next decade or so. So I think that it's wise to spend a bit of money 
on a bathroom or a kitchen upgrade. You don't necessarily have to go luxury. You can go mid-grade and, and do just fine. Okay. I mean, it really right. depends on your preference. What do you like? I mean, it, when it comes down to it, it's what do you like, and the durability is really going to work itself out in the end. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I do want something nice, you know, that's, that's comfortable, that'll, you know, last a while. But, you know, in conversation with my husband, he's like, well, a sink is a sink, and the water will come out, and it'll drain, and... You know? <laughs> and I mean, I see his point, but well, the, you know the look and the appeal of it is... Sure. You want to invest in good quality products. They are going to give you a good return on investment. You know, a a sink, yes, all sinks hold water. Some look a little more stylish than others. Some wear better than others. And especially the plumbing fixtures themselves. You know, there's a big difference between a a good quality faucet, you know, from Moen and one that, uh, you know, perhaps is from some uh, lesser manufacturer. They, They look good and they last for a long time. There's nothing like having ceramic valves, for example, that are not going to leak. Right. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. David in Tennessee is just having a hard time getting enough hot water in his house. What can we do for you today? I was wondering, I live in a real small house, and my water heater's in the closet, and I was wanting to take it out and put it in a crawl space, uh, maybe buy one of those low-profile hot water heaters. And another thing, too... My house only has half-inch pipe. Uh, it's an older house. Uh, I was wondering if you could uh, suggest anything. Well, what's the problem you're trying to deal with here, David, is the fact that it takes a long time for your water to get hot at the different fixtures? Yes. Well, but ch- changing the size of your water heater is not going to fix that. Changing the location could, for example, if you had a water heater that was closer to your bathroom, then obviously the bathroom would get the water quicker than it did if it was farther away from the bathroom. And so one of the advantages of, for example, a tankless water heater is that they're small, so you can fit them in more spaces closer to the place that you actually want to use that. But to make that change, you'd have to zone the water. So in other words, if you had two of them in your house, you'd have to have two separate loops of water. So I think if you're asking, how can I get the water quicker, unfortunately, that requires actually physically moving the water heater closer to where you want to use it. Okay. Thank you. I love your show. Well, thank you so much. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm sure this has happened to you because it happens to me quite often. I always forget to check the pockets when I'm doing the laundry and a stray crayon or a pen Anything that is guaranteed to melt and stain ends up in my pockets and then goes through the wash and not only ruins my clothes, but the dryer as well. It's probably happened to you, and if it hasn't, it will. So you need to know this. When we come back, we're going to tell you how to wash your dryer. So stick around. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Put down the tools and step away from the project, not before you pick up the phone and call us. Let us help you get the job done, because this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And here's a project. Have you ever opened your clothes dryer and realized to your horror... That you didn't quite check all of the pockets? Yes. It's quite a shock. 
to see that ink, lipstick, crayon, you name it, big stinking mess all over your clothes. What's worse are the stains on your dryer tumbler, the thing that tumbles those clothes around. That will get on all of your successive loads. So you need to make sure it's clean. To make sure you know how to do that, we're going to give you this tip. You want to apply a mild abrasive or a laundry stain treatment to the affected area. That actually will strip it away, wipe it down with a damp cloth, then dry a load of old towels or rags for about 25 minutes. This actually cleans the dryer drum. These steps are going to remove that stain, and even if a little mark remains on the tumbler, the color will not transfer onto your crystal clean laundry again. <laughs> and you know what? If you don't have old towels or old rags lying around, just use all the clothes that you totally ruined in washing. Because <laughs> it can't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, totally. And once, you know, it's like always, once you put something through the dryer, that stain is set in there. So it's like, yeah, kiss all those things goodbye. Clearly, I have had issues. Pens and highlighters have always been the number one thing. After Tom and I finish a record session, pens, pockets go into the pocket, then laundry gets done, and so on and so forth. It is a vicious cycle. <laughs> well, if you like that tip, you are going to love all the stuff that you can get at moneypit.com. We have a treasure trove of resources waiting for you. You can check out our tip of the day and learn how to get a new one every single day on your own website. And you can look up our project of the week, and you can even get a monthly maintenance calendar that's going to give you your home's to-do list. It's like your home asking for help. Help me with this. Change my filter do all these things it comes to you all month long one weekend at a time you will get this maintenance calendar and it will be a huge help to you and your money pit it's all free keep your home humming learn how at moneypit.com let's get back to the phones 888-666-3974 who's next heading down to the basement with dwight in wyoming what's going on at your money pit uh my uh, question was uh, regarding to the uh, enamel chipping off of a sink. We have a, bought a house and built back in uh, probably the late early 60s, late 50s, the uh, okay. basement was. The enamel is chipping off around the overflow uh, hole in the front of the sink. And, uh, and we just want to know if there's any way, we can't find a way out here to get that stopped or to re. Uh, patch it or repair it somewhere. Dwight, you know, there's actually a product that's designed specifically for that, and it's typically a, a, a enamel or a porcelain uh, repair compound. It'll also work on, you know, fiberglass and acrylic surfaces. Uh, there are available online a number of websites. One that has a lot of products that do this is called surface-repair.com. And there's a repair kit that's a paste, and there's also a sort of a nick fix for something that's not quite as deep. If it's a real deep gouge, a big deep chip, then you want to use the paste. If it's a, not that deep, you can use the, uh, the enamel nick fix, which is more like a paint, kind of like a touch-up paint for your car. Uh, but either of those products will fix this. And the idea here is to really just to seal the surface so that the rust uh, stops deteriorating the metal and then lifting off more of the porcelain surface. Okay. Can you get that in uh, color? It comes in several colors. It comes in tones of white, sort of like an almond bone. There's like that, you know, quintessential 70s avocado green and gold and also black. All right. Well, thank you very much. I will sure enough give this uh, look this up on the web and see if I can figure it out. All right, Dwight. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Now we're going to talk to Kay in Virginia who needs some help with a basement. What's going on? 
Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, my issue is with my unsealed concrete basement floor. Okay. I have a sick cat um, in the basement for actually a couple months who tended to miss the litter box on a couple occasions. and and. Um, okay, enough said. We got it. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I've got. I've been able to, you know, clean up the debris, so to speak. But uh-huh. and I've sprayed the floor with. But the it's the odor, food. right? Yes. So I still have the odor, and I still have the stains that won't go away. Okay, are you willing to paint or finish the concrete floor when you're done removing the odor? I can certainly paint. Okay. Um, What you want to do, there's a product that I've used when we were training a puppy and she wasn't very well behaved and carpeting and yada, yada, yada. It's called um, Just Right. It's R-I-T-E, right? Yes, correct. JustRight.com is the website. And um, it comes in like a set. It's a couple of different products that you use together. And basically, it's an enzyme that kills this bacteria that's living in the concrete, causing the odor to constantly be there. So if you do the process, it'll make that odor completely go away. Now, once that odor is gone, you're probably still going to, you may still have some remnants of the stain. If that's the case, I would use like an epoxy coating on that floor. It's going to finish really nicely on the concrete. It'll hide the stains. It'll wear very, very well. It's very durable. And it comes in one kit, so it's very easy to install. Wow, that sounds like a great, I can do that. Yeah, the product actually is called 123 Odor Free. And again, the website is just right, spelled R I T E dot com. All right. Listen, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. You're welcome, Kay. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, it is election season, or the silly season, as Tom and I like to call it, and we are full of it. You keep hearing promises, promises. It is the mantra of both candidates right now, and especially with just days left for some last-minute campaigning. Don't forget, November 4th, go out there and vote. If you want to know how your candidate's policies are going to impact you and your money pit, we are going to spell it out for you next, so stick around. Money Pit! The Money Pit is being brought to you by Guardian Home Standby Generators, America's choice in power outage protection. Learn more at guardiangenerators.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. That's 1-888-666-3974. And if we answer your home improvement question on the air, you are automatically entered into our random prize drawing. And this hour, we are giving away a set of three rakes from Ames True Temper. They are worth 50 bucks. And believe me, at this time of year, you will find a chore for each and every rake that you will win. <laughs> but you got to be in it to win it. So pick up the phone and give us a call. And remember to ask us your home improvement question. Well, November means last-minute campaigning and more policy promises from both camps. And the candidate who ends up in the White House is going to have a direct impact on your White House or your blue house or your yellow house or whatever color house you have in terms of taxes and energy resources and financial protection. That's why in the next edition of the Money Pits free e-newsletter, we're going to look at those promises from both sides and let you compare them line by line. Sign up for the free newsletter now if you don't already get it at moneypit.com. We're going to keep your email address totally confidential and you will enjoy the next edition of our newsletter. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? 
Heading up north to our friends in Canada, where we've got Gary on the line. Gary, what can we do for you today? Uh, I got a linoleum floor. Okay. okay. And I bought my wife a bike trainer, and it had these nice things to protect the uh, floor made out of rubber. Aha. Uh-huh. Let me guess. <laughs> I knew Tom was going to say that. <laughs> you have a, uh, a a nasty stain now where that rubber was uh, pressed into the linoleum. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, what you've experienced here, Gary, unfortunately, is a chemical reaction between the different types of materials that has changed the composition of linoleum. Now, there's an idea. Without a rubber backing. Now, normally we hear the same story when uh, people buy the rubber backed uh, bath mats mats or the little, you know, soft mat that goes in front of your kitchen sink where you stand to wash dishes all the time. And they peel that up after a couple of months and find the discoloration. Um, Whenever you put those two materials together, in fact, some of the manufacturers will actually warn against this. A particular condition. You really have to be very, very careful. But you could use a throw rug, um, perhaps one that doesn't have a rubber back. Or a <laughs> Sharpie. <you> know, <laughs> or a Sharpie, yeah. Um, and that'll side. But the good news is your wife is in good shape, right? She's getting lots of exercise <laughs> yeah. on that thing. Yeah. Uh, only problem is this is an apartment. Uh-oh. Uh, so you yeah. could be held responsible for the damage, huh? Yep. Big throw rug, Gary. When Big throw rug. <laughs> you are moving out and you get that final sort of bye-bye, make sure you yeah. both stand over the stains. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Heading over to Texas to chat with Susie about flooring. I hear you've got a situation where the floors are falling apart. What's going on, Susie? Yes, we put down some ceramic Italian white slate from Lowe's. Uh, about 1,700 square feet of it. It was supposed to be high grade, grade four, high traffic. We have no children. We have no traffic. It is pitting just terrible. Hmm. And when it pits uh, underneath, evidently because it does, the color doesn't go all the way through, what I'm seeing is the red clay look underneath. Hmm. So this is like a painted kind of a slate? I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Do you know what the manufacturer was? Um, I don't. I've still got a box of it. I just don't know what to do. I mean, it sounds like whatever surface coating that was baked onto there, because that's essentially what it must be. It must be some sort of a glazed tile. Is failing. Is not sticking. Right. Right. There's no easy solution there. How how long has this floor been down? This floor has been down a total of three years. Here's what I would do. I would get up that box of of the unused tile... I would right. go back to the manufacturer, right? Contact them if directly. they're still in business. <laughs> Let's hope they are. Contact yep. them directly. Find out what the warranty is on there. Perhaps you can get in touch with them, send some photos, and see what they have to say about it. Because it sounds like you've got a bad finish on that. Uh, possibly. Can I restain the whole floor? Mm, the grout and the tile? Don't know. Don't know. Depends on what the material is. There are um, concrete stains that probably could be used for this. But you really have to test it out on something first. And, and perhaps if you've got some extra tile, you could do that. I wouldn't do anything before I contacted the manufacturer. Yeah, I wouldn't go experimenting. All right. And my last question for can I put a wood floor laminate down on top of this? Yes. Yes. You would use an engineered hardwood or you could use a, um, a laminate floor. Either product would be fine. You don't have to take up the old tile. It can float right on top of that. Just remember, you're going to be a little bit higher. You're going to have to do some trimming where it hits the walls, but 
That's a good solution. That's not a problem. And we ha- just put in the ream tankless, and we love it. Yay! Wow, fantastic. I am shocked. And, you know, it's the size of two shoe boxes. I know, it's so tiny, yeah, right? It's just incredible. And have you ever run out of hot water since you put in the ream? Only if you run out of cold water. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're really in trouble. That's right. <laughs> it, Susan- it, no, we love it. Thank you. Love your show. Susie, that's fantastic. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, if you'd like to cut some energy costs this winter, insulation is probably the number one way to do just that, as well as to reduce your carbon footprint. We're going to tell you how to figure out exactly how much insulation you need in your money pit next. You're in a money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Owens Corning. It's easy to insulate your home and save money. What's stopping you? Learn more at insulateandsave.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone or head on over to moneypit.com and ask us your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. If you'd like to reach us online, head on over to moneypit.com and click on Ask Tom and Leslie, just like Kirk did. All right, Kirk writes, I'm looking at adding insulation to my attic. Owenscorning.com recommends R49. However, the closest I can find is R38, and that's 12 inches thick, which almost doubles the height of my rafters. Is it okay to go higher than my rafters? If so, how do I walk through my attic without being able to see the rafters? You might want to know I currently have three inches of blown insulation in my attic. Wow, if that's all you've got, Kirk, it's super great that you're thinking of making these changes. Yeah, that's not much, and before before we answer the insulation question, we should probably straighten you out on the nomenclature here. I think you're talking about your floor joists, not your rafters. Otherwise, you would be hanging from those rafters because that's <laughs> what is supporting your roof. Now we understand why you're confused. Uh, it, when it comes to the insulation, it's a really good improvement, though, I will say that. Yeah, and especially, you know, this winter we're looking at super high heating costs, you know, upwards of 20% increase. So it really is a good decision, Kirk, especially if you've only got that three inches, you really are smart to add more. If you can see the joists on your attic floor, you don't have enough insulation. And the Department of Energy updated its insulation recommendations to an R value of 60, which means if you've got um, fiberglass bat insulation, you want 19 inches. And if you've got blown in insulation, you want 22 inches, which you are lacking, my friend. And there are a couple of options to make sure that you have that much. First of all, if you go with the blown in uh, option, you can actually do that yourself. The uh, You mentioned Owens Corning before. They've actually got a new machine, Leslie, that I saw at the Remodeler Show not too long ago, which is called the Attic Cat, the Owens Corning Attic Cat. Mm-hmm. It basically um, allows you to blow insulation into your attic kind of on your own. You could check your local uh, depot or Lowe's to see if they have one of those that so you could actually rent and do your own blown in insulation. If you want to go with bat insulation, you can use unfaced insulation. That's real important. You don't want to use anything that's got a vapor barrier on it because that will trap moisture. You want to leave it nice and fresh. So you could use like about 16 inches of Owens Corning pink unfaced bat insulation, which will give you the R60 altogether. Now, that does mean that you will not see those joists, but that's okay. If you want to see the joists, if you want to save some area for storage, do that sort of in the middle of your attic, sort of carve that out, have less insulation in just the area where you want to store 
But in the other area, make sure you have plenty of insulation because that's really going to save you a lot of money on your heating costs. Mm-hmm. And when you're working over this insulation, it's okay to use temporary flooring. Planks or plywood are great to help you find some footing. And it's okay to step on the insulation if you have to. But if you do, make sure you sort of fluff it back up when you're done. Because otherwise, if you squish it, it's not going to provide you the R value that you need. And speaking of insulation, I've got a new column coming up this week on AOL. It's called Button Up, Caulking, Weather Stripping, and Insulating. And it's available right now at my page on AOL. And that's at moneypit.aol.com. You know, I think it's so important important that everybody thinks about the insulation because you know the attic is sort of like the hat on your head it keeps all the heat in your house it keeps your house cool in the summer months so it's so important to go up into your attic look at your situation address any sort of lackings you might have in the insulation in your own home and it will really make a huge difference everybody's being so smart about pennies energy bills just remember what your mom always used to say always wear a hat when you go outside This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. If you'd like more information about any of the topics we chatted about on this program, you can head on over to our website at moneypit.com, where the show continues online. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 